Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Omar's here. Sam is here. Uh, Arun is also here with us. Uh, by the way, for everyone uh, who heard last week's episode and how they heard most of us say that uh, we think that Seattle and Calgary are going to make it to the playoffs this year, no, you didn't. So shut up. <laughs> not, not our fault. It, it was not no, our fault. Completely disregard what we said. You know, we did say that. Strike it from the record. Strike it from the tape. We were technically no, 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 half no, no, right. No, 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 Seattle no, made it. No, 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 no. They clinched. No, 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 but, but Calgary, yo, we never said that. No, no Julian. No, 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 Julian. That that is that is not that is not accurate, and that is also not fair. It is not our fault. Not our fault. It is not our fault. Calgary. Not our fault. Calgary. I'm talking to you. I don't know, man, man. Last year it was Markstrom, and this year it was Markstrom. I don't. I like. Like in, in a game you can't lose, he he leaves his net again, gives up a goal, no. and then then they go to the shootout, right? And 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 who 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 gets get thrown into the shootout? Nick, Nick actual Richie. Richie. What the heck is going on? They deserve to miss. They deserve it. Like I, <laughs> Nick freaking Richie. Are you with Tyler Toffoli on the bench? <laughs> Come on. Like why? Why? Calgary, I was looking up today. Calgary's three defensemen have outscored Nick Ritchie this year. Like, why would he be a shooter? I take yeah, no responsibility. Have. I stand by what each of us said. We were absolutely right in believing in them. It, it, they did it. The Calgary flip. You did it. You did it to yourself. There, I've I've seen so many Flames fans like finding finding bandwagons to jump on. I'm seeing people jumping on the least bandwagon, which do so at your own peril. But you know, like man, the, the Flames, I like. Like literally, I hadn't I had not been like checking the standings because like as a Leafs fan, there's no point. We knew we were facing Tampa the whole year. But like once like things started to ramp up for Cal every morning, I'd be like, okay, hey, all right, all right. So they have this many games in hand. There are these there are there are this many money points out. And now they screw themselves. There's the they they need Winnipeg to lose every single game, right? I think as it stands now, looking at it. Um, Winnipeg has 93 points with two games left, and then Calgary has 91 points with one. Uh, mind, mind you, this episode will drop on the Wednesday, and the uh, yeah. Jets play on the Tuesday. It's entirely possible by the time you get this episode, the Jets will have gotten the Out. one point they need to make the playoffs. Horrible position they put themselves in. 
I should I should point this out too. And also you may have recognized we have just jumped straight into the Calgary Flames just missing the playoffs. So we did we record our podcast usually on a Monday. We're recording on a Tuesday this week because we were able to accommodate what happened on the Monday. But last week we recorded on the Monday and the episode dropped on the Tuesday. Here's what happened with the Calgary Flames after most of us allegedly said that the Calgary Flames would make it. They lost to Chicago for the third time this year. They beat the Jets. They lost in over in a shootout to yeah a shootout it was a shootout I forget about that Vancouver game oh my god um it yeah it was shootout. a shootout it was a shootout good lord uh, they lose to the Canucks in a shootout and they lose to the Natural Predators another team they have not beaten all year uh in a shootout it's just like that's and it, like, it's so sad because I remember one of the things we we focus on between um the Flames and the Jets and the Predators was that the Flames had the easiest schedule. They do. And they lost they those did. games. Yeah. Julian, what's the mood inside? Like, the, being around the team, like, what's that like? Because, like, because we've already talked to Mark so many. He's been terrible. Like, he's both of Calgary's goaltenders have been sub replacement level this year. Not like a hyperbole. I looked this up according to Money Puck. They've been both low replacement level. And it seems like the team is checked out uh, from Daryl Sutter. Like, is that true? Like, what's the vibe? Yo, like, can I just mention something I saw after the game on Monday? And this is not to put shade on my friend Solom. Solom Valji, who covers the Flames for TSN. Good friend, friend of the show, all that. Just, he asked, uh, like, after the game was over and the Flames were eliminated, Jacob Markstrom's in the scrum. And Solom's trying to ask Jacob Markstrom, you know, like, have you had time to to let this all sink in and just take this in? And Jacob Markstrom gave this man the dirt, like, the dirtiest stare. Like, you know how people say, if looks could kill? Like, I think if Jacob Barkstrom really wanted to in that moment, he would have jumped out of his body and, like, tried <laughs> to snatch Solom by the deck. He's all like, did you did you have a moment to process this? And he's just like, no. And, like, his eyes are just piercing and just looking at at, at Solom. And all this to say, like, look, Jacob Barkstrom has not had, did not have a good year. He did not have a good year. Look, you could say what you want about last year. At least he was a Vesna finalist. And then the Edmonton series happened. It just... There were just not too many moments for Jacob Barkstrom as a whole where his season went all that well. Like in the second half of the year, it looked like maybe he was about to pick it up, but for the most part, it just didn't work. It just didn't look good. And I don't know what happened. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and speculate about any other outside stuff. I don't know, but we can look at what the product happened on the ice. It was not good for Jacob Markstrom. I don't know if I would go so far as to say this is all on him. I, will. I think everyone, I will. everyone on the flight. Everyone on the Flames has to wear it. I don't think it's fair to just say it's him because there there have been games where he looked good. But, man, the offense didn't bring it or the defense didn't look good. You have to talk about Daryl Sutter and some of the decisions he made too. Everyone yeah. has to wear it, but Jacob Barsham has to wear it especially too. Oh, Sam, then Arun first. No, Arun can go first. No, no, I, okay, I, fine. I, have, I have nothing more to say just to say that like, yes, there are other reasons why, like, Tyler Toffoli might be the only Flames player who can be proud of his season, but, like, Marshall Me is the primary. Michael Backlund, maybe, too, because he Michael had the Backlund. best year of his career at, like, 35, 34, right. sorry. Well, those two players notwithstanding, like, you know, the goaltending has been atrocious, and, you know, I, I think Marshall has to be the primary reason why. I said earlier in the week, like the only thing that makes sense about the Flames is if they were trying to get Daryl fired, except after the Richie decision, maybe he's also trying to get fired. Like, 
I don't know, maybe they're quitting on each other. Can, but... I, can I just say, though, as a devil's advocate, even in a smaller sample size, Nick Ritchie is technically a better option at the shootout. Also, Nick Ritchie's one shootout goal this year, Nick Ritchie and Tyler Toffoli both scored only one goal in the shootout this year. Nick Ritchie's one goal in the shootout was against UC Saros in November. Not defending it. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. But also, but also like big game players, Nick Ritchie sticks out like a sore thumb. Like, why would you, th- I, I get, I get why everyone's bad. I forgot um, Nick Ritchie was on the team. They treated, I, they treated Brett Ritchie for happened. him. They traded oh, Brett yeah, Ritchie the for brother. him. Like, oh, yeah. oh. And they Boy. got Troy Stetcher in the deal too. That's how they got Troy Stetcher. But oh, like on yeah, just just to Another circle back to the <laughs> just to circle back to the former Canucks point. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh my god. I uh I took a lot of heat, like a lot of heat in the middle of 2020 when I said that the Canucks should trade Jacob Markstrom before the trade deadline and just run with that Demko. I took like there were people really, really mad that I said that. They were like we waited forever for Markstrom to be a Vezina level goalie. They should sign him. Like they should try to win now. They should not go with Thatcher Demko. Blah, 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 blah. The one good decision that they have ever made is not signing Jacob Markstrom to a six year, $6 million deal at age 30 with a no movement clause on every single year of that contract. That is the one and only good thing that management has ever done. You have just heard from the president of the Thatcher Demko club, uh, Sam Chang, everybody. Like you want, you want to hear a crazy stat. So tell me, tell me all the crazy stats. So hockey reference has um, a really bad stats or starts metric for goalies. And now there's the starts that where you finish the game with a below an uh, 0.85. Save percentage. Markstrom has 14. 14, 14. start. He had 14 starts this, this season, finishing below an, a 0.8, a 0.85 save percentage. Yeah. That's yep. like. Yeah. And then and and Sammy said there's a no move on each of those on each of those years. Oh boy. Man, man, man. Like you. I I know there are a lot of teams who just say like oh you know is this this is just a bad year you know the the, the stars in the line look look what happened last year they 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 cannot have that perspective there is a reason why they were bad this year and they can't just chalk it up to oh because of this and because of this or things just happened like and it's not like they were out of it the entire time and there there was a moment where we thought they were out like it was completely done and then they got they got a blessing in Winnipeg falling from the standings that they had an opportunity. And that's why that, that right there is why they can't not do anything about this. They literally need to have some honest conversations. We, we go back and forth on whether it's going to be Sutter or not. And, you know, he has ties to the organization. He has ties to ownership, whatever they need to figure out what it is. If it's Markstrom, they need to fit. They need to do something about it. If it's the offense, they need to do something about it. If it's a playing style, they need to do something about it. But like they, they can't just like say this is a write-off and okay, we'll just go back into next year and run it back again. Th- th- this is not a run it back again season. Like this is a I need to have a serious conversation. Yeah. I would lose my mind. And I covered the team. 
I would lose my mind in the, I know I've only been in a short time. I'm not like one of those other Calgary Flames fans. I'm not a fan, but I'm not one of those other fans who have seen the team through the 04 cup run and all these other years and drafting Kachuk. I get it. I've only been in this market for a couple months. I would lose my mind if the Flames just looked at everything and just said, I bet we're just bringing everybody back. Like, what's the point? You just went through an entire season with this particular composition and you know it doesn't work. Granted, they're probably going to have to do some changes anyway because they're so close to the salary cap limit. Y'all are going to have to do something. Something is going to have to move. Whether it's Bradshaw Living just saying, you know what? I've served my time here. I'm going to go do something else. If it's Daryl Sutter saying, I'm just going to go back to the farm. All right, let's figure that out. Someone on the offense, someone on the defense, something has to go. And and I'm sure in the coming weeks, we'll we'll do more deep dives. Well, we as in the Calgary media and everyone else riding on the team, we will figure out like who will make more sense to move out and whose contracts are good. Is it possible that the Flames are going to have to move on from pieces like Chris Tanev and Michael Backlund now? Maybe. Elias Lindholm, maybe. I don't know. They cannot run this team back next year. This was a failure, whether you go off the expectations that were set by Brad for living and Daryl Sutter, where it was just to make the playoffs, or you believe Rasmus Anderson when he says we in the locker room had bigger expectations than everybody else. This season was an abject failure, 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 F, it's a F, no D minus, no points for extra credit that gets you over 60%. You get a F, you get a F, it's a F, like. How do you go about the offseason that you had? You add the players you add. You do this. You had all your chances. You had all these one-goal games. It's an F. Avery in the group chat the other day said, uh, remember that episode where we talked about the golden do-rag for Brad for living? I'm all for yeah. it. Just, just, no. just, he can't have it next year, bro. No. He can't have it. Man. And that sucked. I was so, I was so impressed by that trade. Cause I was like, I saw it. I saw the details like on paper and I was like, man, Florida got wrecked. And now it's and, and just like watching everything come together. It's like, okay, you know what? Omar, no. We li- if Connor McDavid did not exist, if Connor McDavid did not exist, Matthew Kachuk might be the front runner for the heart trophy. Fact. I'm saying no in my whole chest. Fact. He, Fact. he might, he might actually, he would have probably won it. Fact. Like who? Who else? Maybe Leon. Uh, Paige Thompson had a Soros, good year. Soros event if they you see Soros might make it. a case for himself. But Matthew yeah. Kachuk, especially if the Florida Panthers make the playoffs, that's the thing. Yeah, which yeah. is also entirely possible to happen by the time you get this episode too. But still, Matthew Kachuk in a world where Connor McDavid doesn't exist probably gets himself a heart trophy and. Yeah. At least it's just the one year. But I imagine if you're a Flames fan right now, you're looking at that trade and you're like, oh, oh, this sucks. I don't blame you. And that's no shade to Huberto and Uyghur and all that. But it, it, this was a failure. A failure. And it stinks. Yeah. And it's like, it's Sorry, not, even like they ha- not even like they have anything to like look forward to afterwards. It's like, if they just like accepted it, maybe back in like January, okay, we're done. Sell the deadline. Then at least maybe you know you get yourself in the 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 Bedard sweepstakes, or at least maybe just some type of top prospect. But like, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? They say it's a deep draft, but like, they say so. They say so. Who knows? Maybe next year it's Dustin Wolf. Maybe they go to Markstrom and say, "Hey, Markstrom, you know, uh, the season was bad. Kind of your fault too. Let's be honest. Uh, we mm. want the Wolf kid to play. 
Um, so where do you want to go? And they say, oh, you can't trade me. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? You're right. But where do you want to go? Want to go to Seattle, maybe? Seattle kind of needs goaltending-ish. Do you want to go to, well, I don't know, do you want to go to Columbus, maybe? Are you going to have that conversation with Dan Vladar? He has an easier contract. He signed an extension, too. He's been so much worse, man. Dan Vladar has been terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah there's that, too. <laughs> yeah, the, numbers, the numbers don't look that good for him, brother. <laughs> maybe the Flames should just try to steal Ian Clark. Like, yeah. Oh. Ooh. Goaltending coach for the Vancouver Canucks for people who are not in the know about the savant that is Ian Clark. I mean, Jacob Bergstrom would probably appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe bring him to. I mean, you know, people real you know who gets goalies? Like, you know who gets goalies? <laughs> nice. Like, a team like Florida, they get all these goalies out of nowhere, and I don't know why or how. Like, this, this Alex Lyon person, where the heck did he come from? And they're like, oh, he's on like a. They're calling him the Lion King, and they call him Simba. I'm like, who are. What? I thought I he was like a random Simba. person. I like Lion King. We don't need to yeah. go that far. Yeah, right. I was like, the heck? I'm like, where? Where did the heck does this person even come from? So, I don't know. Maybe they just need to have more. He was in the Flyers before. organization before. Was uh, he really? And Carolina, too. Yeah, he was He was in the Hurricanes organization, and he was with the uh, the Flyers as well before he ended up in Florida. I knew I recognized mm. the, the name Lion somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it can become, maybe when it comes to the Lions, main thing, maybe it might be anything that the Calgary Flames say. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Jokes. <laughs> um, oh. How about, uh, unless there's anything else anyone want to add with the Flames, uh, there was someone else in the Western Conference I think we need to talk about. And uh, we kind of talked about the Norris Trophy a couple weeks ago, but now I... I don't, unless unless someone else wants to make a point, I wonder if there's anyone other than Eric Carlson who is deserving of the Norris Trophy. A hundred points. Okay. Yes. Actually, wait. Now that reminds me. Uh, I'm glad Arun is here because uh, I believe it was Arun who made the point that Quinn Hughes should be very much up for this award. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me just say something. Okay. So go off, sir. Go off. Go on. I am going to find out by the end of the week whether I get a vote on the awards officially. Uh, I've been told to stand by. You don't know yet? I've been told stand by. Um, but oh, oh, I'm on okay, the, all right. I don't know if I should say it's on record or not, but whatever, it's out there now. Like I've been told I'm an alternate, so we'll find out if I get a vote. Okay. But I basically, I'm going to write an awards piece anyway. And man, like, look, I have to, after some soul searching, have to offer a retraction. I said at maybe to sort of with the thinking that I didn't want to be the lone person to vote for Adam Fox. I flip flop between Adam Fox and Eric Carlson so much. I'm just got a hundred points is a nice round number, but that was cowardice on my part. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, will, um, oh, I, re- I retract, uh, my argument for Carlson, it's just, I can't do it. He's been so bad defensively. He's been on the ice for the most goals at five on five in the entire NHL. Being good at defense matters. I don't know what Dom at the athletic has him in, but I think at one point somebody was thinking the, like the 98th percentile of defensive defensemen. Like it's just, I don't know where it's at. I just a hundred points is a nice, easy round number, but if defense matters at all, I think it has to be Adam Fox or Hampus Lindholm. 
I'm sorry. But what about the fact that all the what about the fact that Carlson was on for all those empty net goals? And if you take out all of those, his plus minus is a is a positive. That's a I big mean, that is a that is a genuine argument I've heard from so many people with regards to defending Eric Carlson for that case. That's fair, but I think like how do you give an award for best defensive defenseman for on a guy on a team that's been defensively like horrific? You know, it's just like it doesn't add up to the spirit of what the award should be. You know, there've been far better defenders. I don't know exactly what Carlson's like expected goals against for 60 is, but it's, there are several candidates who have better records than he does. You know, I don't think he's necessarily suppressing chances at all. If the argument is like he has no one to play with, okay, sure, I guess. But has Carlson been like leaps and bounds better than Adam Fox or Hampus Lindholm or um, even like Drew Doughty or Jacob Slavin? Like, I don't know. Like, I would personally. Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, Rasmus Dahlin, although like Dahlin has been the worst defender of those guys, Carlson notwithstanding, that we've mentioned. But I would think that it would have to go, if I do get a vote, I think I'm going to flip-flop back to Adam Fox first, Eric Carlson second. I just think you have to represent the spirit of the board in some way. And there's too much data out there to say otherwise. But that's my retraction. 100 points is cool. Um, But I get the sense that it's not going to be unanimous for Carlson. Um, And this is not to take away from what's been a brilliant offensive season. I mean, he like you look at his shot creation metrics, they're – with the best forwards in the league. You know, I think he has the most five on five points in the league, which is a tremendous accomplishment. So this is not to, you know, talk down Eric Carlson, but this idea that he should be the Norris winner, I'm I'm having a hard time with it. I just want to say also, uh, I hope you end up getting it. So that way we could say there are two people on the show who have votes this year. That'd be cool. I, I have a vote. Yeah. I, got mine today. I don't deserve Ellie. one. I'm too, I'm too emotional. <laughs> I uh, just, don't know if you know this, but I'm not a journalist, so I don't. Know <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. So all the dumb idiots who hate watch us. I hope you know Sam is not a journalist, and you will get dunked on again, or just at some point, it seems. <laughs> just uh, we will my thirty-five thousand dollars. Yes, please. Yeah, still waiting for that. By the way. No way for that, buddy. We will at some point have a segment uh, called uh, "Who Did Sam Dunk On This Week." I think it will be worthwhile. I genuinely think it will be worthwhile, especially if we can make it like age appropriate, or I don't know, just like internet appropriate. Maybe not age appropriate, but like internet appropriate. I think I would burn calories laughing if if we if that was that was like a weekly segment. I would I would like flip my chair over because like all some of them are so like just so like. There's no comeback for it. You know what I mean? You know when someone hits you with a line and it's like the only thing you can say was like, well, yeah, well, you know what? You're you're stupid. And he's like, you know, you know, like when you try to have an argument with like a, like a six-year-old and they have nothing to say, so they just like point at the obvious thing. Sam put so many people in that box and it's so funny seeing them try to like fumble out of it. It's just like, no, just, 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 just walk, just walk away. Pretend like you didn't see it. Like there, there's no no coming back from it. So like some of them are are like, it's peak comedy. It's hilarious. And it's not like Sam has to like go out of her way to make some kind of elaborate argument to disprove why the other person's wrong. Sometimes nine just, times out of ten, when someone you, gets embarrassed, it's it's because they can't read or like they can't spell <laughs> or something. The it's funniest one, the dumbest thing. The funniest ones is when it's just like the straight up like grammar or like the verbiage of the tweet itself. It's hilarious. Yeah. 
or did or just saying something factually wrong if you're coming yeah. into this saying something factually wrong or just you know spelling something wrong if if something wrong man like just give it up you're getting dunked on <laughs> i feel yeah. bad that we're giving away state secrets on how to not get dunked on but like i feel as if the people who would actually pay attention to this wouldn't put themselves in that position anyway yeah um anyway but, but yeah but back to the carlson thing like yeah, it's, I have a point I want to make too, but you go first. Yeah, it's like, like Arun's right. Like there, there, there are so many things that you can't just like ignore that you can't ignore. But at the same time, like I guess it kind of goes on on both sides. There are things you can't ignore as well. And it's just like, again, I, I keep going back to like what what um, Justin Cuthbert said like last year is that sometimes it's the story that wins the award. And like, I haven't seen a single person mention Adam Fox. Or like, or like Quinn Hughes has been talked about a little bit. Hampus Lindholm mm-hmm. has been talked every time. Nor Carlson, 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 Carlson. So because of that, and because again of hitting the hundred point mark as a defenseman, and yeah, like when you look at the when you look at the definition of what the Norris is, it goes to like the best all around defenseman. But like we all know, like there are, there are, there's year after year where like a player gets an award that they do not deserve, but they just get it because like. At some point in November, someone was like, hey, they should win the Selkie. And then everyone else was like, hey, they should win the Selkie. They should win the Selkie. And then Patrice Bergeron was born. Um, that's a joke. He deserves it. But he so I, it. I, so like there are, there are, you know, offensively, he creates a lot. He's on the ice a lot. I think even still now, he still leads all defensemen in like total time on ice. He's the most used. He's the most relied on. Is he the most defensive, defensive responsible? No. Has, has he always been? No. Does that is that gonna change how how we, you know how like voters seem as seem when it when it comes to the award? Probably not. And that's just the nature of how, how these awards have gone for the longest time. Um, would it be cool if we go back to we go to a point where I think Julian, you made me the made the idea of having like a strictly like this is to the defensive defensive defense first defenseman, and this is to the off- offensively off- offensive first defenseman. That didn't make sense. Offensive first defenseman. Offensively minded, offense, mi- offense whatever. first. No offense oh, yeah. first. Offense works. first defense. It's just, you know? it's just hard to say. Yeah. Offense first, defense yeah. first. Yeah, we do get. We, do we get to that point at some point? I don't know. I don't think so because the NHL is dumb. But it, it's, it's, it's a shame sometimes where like, I, I, it would be very fascinating that to see a point where every single year, if like players were nominated and oh and awarded awards for legitimately what they're doing on the ice. And not just because of like the story or like everything around it. And like, again, like everyone's talking about this season for, for Eric Carlson as if this is big, like resurgence, his big, like return from the, the depths of the San Jose grave sharks, whatever. So that's, I mean, it is, I mean, to that story, there is, but there, but there generally is like a really cool story with Eric Carlson and it's Mm -hmm. more than just him getting a hundred points in the season. This is a guy who, we all thought after it was his ankle injury and then getting shipped off to San Jose, he would be languishing essentially yeah. in a graveyard in San Jose, especially for a team that is now at a point where they're not going to compete. So if he wins the Norris trophy, like that is a, that'd be like a remarkable thing for him to do at the age of 32 with all those injuries and now playing at a high level. So mm-hmm. they're definitely like, I think for, in terms of a year for narratives, like in, for almost every award, there might not be a better story uh excluding the masterton trophy stories there might not be a better narrative to to vote for if you're a voter than eric carlson's story unless there's someone obvious i'm very much missing but like 
I'm not saying that's why I would vote for Eric Carlson, but -hmm. I think a lot of people would look at that and they look at the point tally and they say, well, how do you not do this? When else is he going to win this award? They might think, oh, because I've made the point before where Adam Fox Fox and Kale McCarr, those two should be competing for Norris trophies for the next decade on, you know? So someone somewhere, maybe enough people somewhere are going to look at this and say, well, you know what? This is the year Eric Carlson's going to win it. Adam Fox and Kale McCarr, they can battle over this next year. And I'm not saying it's right. That's how people think. That's how yep. people are going to approach this easily. I just, I just want to give a shout out to Shana Goldman because I think she had the best breakdown of it where it's like, look. Shout out, Shana. Yeah, Shana's incredible. Her work's an invaluable resource for all of us. But I think she had sort of the best take of it. And I tried to sort of represent the spirit of the piece I wrote when I gave it to Carlson and flip-flopped where it's like, if it's the like sort of the best offensive defenseman, then it's Carlson. If you want a mix of both, it's Fox. If it's the best defensive defenseman, it's Thomas Lindum. And if it's who is the best defenseman, like sort of in the world at any given point, it's Kale McCarr. But he's missed a little bit too much time to be sort of eligible for that. So I think that was sort of an interesting way of like framing it, right? It's like, what does this award mean? It needs to be defined a little bit better because conceivably you could give it to all four of those guys for different reasons, right? Exactly. Yeah. How much better do we need to define the award? The, the idea is for the best all-around defenseman. Did I have to think I, do we need do we do we need to define the award better, or do voters need to you know not just look at point totals when they look at defensemen? Do we need to be I, very particular I'm not about the voters look at any of the definitions? Fair, very fair. Sam is Sam. Sam <laughs> yep. may have a good point too. I'd like think about it for MVP, for example, most valuable player. A lot of people treat that as a most outstanding player award the, uh, when it should be more val- valuable. It's more valuable player to their team. Their team. Tell me it's not McDavid every year. Try. Try. Oh, come on. Where would the Edmonton Oilers be without Emmett, without Connor McDavid? You can make an argument for that. Yeah. It doesn't say most valuable player to their team if they win the, if they make the playoffs. But but that but that's been a miraculous fine print for for however long for some reason. I don't know why. I I don't I I would love to know who came up with that. Like, even, like, we we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Like, oh, yeah, 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 Soros could get it if he makes the playoffs. Like, we have that in our heads. That's stupid. No, like, like like no. So, yeah, it's like to Sam's point, like, I, I feel like the definitions of the awards are so, like, shaped and, mal- and it's so malleable all the time where we kind of just, like, all right, okay, well, this is the definition, but, you know, if we just pulled this back and, you know, this would be cool and stuff, and these are our three, okay. And then it gets to the point where we look at who's voting and then we see one person give a vote to like Troy Bodie or something. And we're like, what the heck? Why? That was dumb. But it's like, well, no, maybe they were following the definition. Again, I, I said a random name. I don't even know Troy, Bode, Troy Bode's still in the No, Bode. but to your point, like that's what's going to – no, you're right. You're, you try to follow that to the to the letter. And and more mm-hmm. often than not, we've seen it before, where sometimes if you pick a guy that's a little bit out of left field, there are some cases that are warranted the roast. But like, I don't know, like – I'm thinking about it now. Like I'm scared if I don't, if, if I decide I'm not going to vote for Eric Carlson, I'm not saying I am, I'm not saying I'm not, but like, I don't want to be in a position where I vote for a guy who I think is true to the letter of that definition. And someone's like, you noob, how could you not vote for Eric Carlson? You idiot. Like that. I, I mean, you can't let yourself get caught up in that, but that is something I think now where these votes are so public and we have that all on the internet. Like maybe that is something some people will think about. Yeah. Julian, that notion is why I, 
wrote in my piece that I'd vote for Carlson because I didn't want to be like the lone dissenting voice. But if it's truly what it should be about, that's why I would flip it to Fox. But it's absolutely it's a interesting. Real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing that you'd like, you know, especially being new in this space and, you know, taking this very seriously, right? Like, you also don't want to be like the lone dissenting voice and to come off as being contrarian for the sake of it and to, to dump on Eric Carlson for no reason, right? But it's, I think we all like take our jobs or, um, you know, our interest in hockey quite seriously. So it is, but it's a real thing to, to be considered, right? This narrative aspect, you know, factors in this idea that, you know, people are going to come for your head if it's not Eric Carlson like that. It shouldn't matter, but to say that it's not like a small factor is also unreasonable. I think. I think Sam, so. Sam I, I would don't. You give? Yeah. Would you give Hughes the Norris? I would not give Hughes the Norris. Although I think he probably should. I think there's a case to be made, but I I don't think he's been better than Fox. Okay. Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, but Which I do think last year. I think last year he shouldn't have been in the running for the Norris, and I think this year he's back in the running. Like I think last year was an off season. You should be a down ballot. Give Quinn Hughes the C. I would consider giving Quinn Hughes the C, which is not something I would have said six weeks ago. I think that's something that's really changed in the last couple of weeks. Just for argument's sake, what has changed? I don't think he really spoke as much as he has in the last six weeks from a leadership role. Um, I think he's really taken that on maybe more than more so in a public facing way. I don't know what goes on in the room, but in a public facing way, um, he's kind of been the quotes that have been coming out of the room rather than like JT Miller or Elias Pettersson. And he was the one who addressed the fans at the end of this, at the last home game, which is, which was also surprising, but he's, he's been very good about it. Yeah. Nothing like, a good old, like nothing like a good old Canuck addressing fans about, ends of seasons and stuff yeah you know or you know former canucks just taking the time to dump on vancouver like bo horvat did the other day listen man bo Bo horvat's gonna be the the most tweeted thing ever if the islanders don't make the playoffs myself included i'm definitely (laughs) i'm I'm definitely joining (laughs) even though he tried to walk it back which i don't don't think he should have walked it back i think he should have worn it yeah Yeah. boo like don't don't go up don't puff your chest and do that and then be all like oh i didn't mean to do that and all that whatever no own it Mm -hmm. at the end of the day he's not wrong the question the question was what has it been like playing in a playoff push and like, what has the arena and the fans been like? The question is about a playoff push. When is the last time the Canucks were in a playoff push? Well, if you ask them. They were in the bubble. There was no fan atmosphere. And frankly, it's a very common and uncontroversial complaint that Rogers is a corporate arena. Rogers is a corporate arena. It's not that loud. People don't get that rowdy. There's nothing to get rowdy about. The team has been garbage for the last 10 years. Like, what familiar? is he supposed to say? What is he supposed to say? Like, I don't think he was actually wrong. And yeah, I get it. People are like, oh, he shouldn't have gone out of his way to say it. He could have just said things about how like great the Islanders fans are. No, this is great. Create some hatred. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I think we're like, oh, he's classless. Like he should have, he shouldn't have done that. He's, he's like, on. he's a captain for 10 years. He shouldn't have done that. Like, who cares? Y'all know what happened to this man when he was in Vancouver? You want to talk about classless with Bo Horvat when he had to, I mean, 
He wasn't, he didn't go through what Bruce Boudreaux went through, but he was still part of, of, you know, that team that mishandled a good 75% of their season. Don't they signed talk the other about man class. instead of the heck they signed the other guy, JT Miller, instead of him. And they already regret that they- deal. Hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. God. Anyway. Yeah. I give that Bo Horvath shouldn't have to pop back like that. Anyway, go ahead, Arun. No, no. He gave that franchise everything. It'd be one thing if he sort of like half-assed it, but he gave the Canucks everything he did. He got traded to a better situation, and he says something interesting. I also think people were expecting him to be like, oh, no. Or like, he didn't have to apologize for what he said. I think what he said was actually pretty tepid like if you compare it to other leagues that we all follow like Bo Horvat's comments are a dime a dozen I think so this idea that it was this horrible thing that you said about Vancouver I mean it, it's fine people NHL like, fans he's always been, survive NBA. people are like he's always been so careful this is like a huge shot at the team like blah 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 he never like what is he complaining about he was a terrible captain he never led them to the playoffs he never led them to winning anything have you looked at the rosters he was playing with? Right. How is that his, like, unless Bo Horvat has been the GM for the last 10 years, that is not his problem. Yeah, some fan bases are like, unfair. Oh, Horvat, AKA Jim Benning. Like, honestly, <laughs> geez, he just pressed Pull the button the and transforms. Yeah. It was, it was bending all along. Like, come on, man. Like, ah, oh, geez. Somebody but said hey. he was worse than Mark Messier. And I just laughed. Wow. That's a take. Wow. <laughs> that's a take. That's that's very interesting. That is very interesting mm. considering what like Mark Messi never trashed the team on his way out. No, he just sued them for six million dollars. No big deal. Yeah. That means just... <laughs> oh, man. we also oh, need a segment on this show. Uh Mark Messier's greatest moments of leadership with the Vancouver Canucks. Sam is shaking your head. She does not want anything to do with that segment. I completely understand. As a person who also lost their captain to Vancouver, I would prefer if we that was that was a dark, that was a dark season. That and was Matt so Sundin. weird. Matt Sundin, Matt Sundin, Sundin as a Vancouver Canucks. Maybe that was so weird, man. That was started. so weird. So funny. Don't get me started, man. Don't get me started. <laughs> that was so, so weird, weird, man. Don't, don't so get me started weird. on the way the Leafs traded my boyhood idol on so his way bad. out. You gave everything. Remember all the photoshops before? Like there are people thinking, "Oh, Matt Sundin could be a Canadians player. He could be a Hab." Matt's gave that every- was weird. Matt gave everything and then some to the Maple Leafs organization, and the fact that there was a faction of Leafs fans who trashed him on his way out, I'll, I'll never forgive them. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Good times. Good times okay, good times. before this turns into a Matt Sundin loving, uh, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't have a problem with. Great captain, great player. Um, we should do some kind of mini playoff preview. This is the last episode we're doing for the regular season. And then by the time, uh, which is wild. Uh, and then uh, next week, when we do an episode uh, the playoffs will be underway. Uh, the series will be underway, I guess, but um, you know, the powers that be want us to give out some kind of playoff content ahead of then. So we're going to do that for everyone listening and watching. So because we don't have uh, all of the playoff series set in stone as of yet, only one really as of now in Tampa and Toronto, uh, what I decided to do, I wrote out these like lists of like questions slash prompts, and I'm just going to push that out to everybody. And you give me a team that fits this best. And we're going to kind of use that as like our preview for now. And then maybe next week we'll, we'll get into actual series but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, let's 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 see how you guys deal with some of these questions I got here. Well, actually, not questions, but just prompts. 
Uh, let's start with this one. Just look at the NHL standings in front of you. Think of all the teams that have already clinched and, and you know, maybe have to think about some of the wildcard teams. But the team that will go farther than everyone expects them to, who is that team among uh, the field of playoff teams uh, right now? I went to the Los Angeles Kings, if that counts. I was literally just about to say. That's yeah. a really good pick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're too good to qualify for this question, but I think they have like the right measure of experience and sort of like the youth that you kind of want to know. And like there's sort of no pressure on most of the young guys because it's their first uh, go at it. They've been really good since the calendar year started. I think it's either them or Vegas who have the best record in the league. Since, I could be wrong with that, but they're up there. They've had one of the best records in the league since the calendar year started. LA definitely. At one point yeah. they were the, they might still be the best team since like February. And- like Kopitar and Doughty are having like throwback seasons. They've been really good. Um, you know, Jonas Corpusala was low key one of the best uh, adds to the deadline. Yeah, I like I like the Kings like quite a bit. And I mean, if they face Edmonton, that's kind of tough. But even still, yeah, because like, right now they're slotted in a series against Edmonton. It just hit me like, wait a minute, if you're saying LA, then you're saying Edmonton. They can they're gonna the push Edmonton though. That's for damn sure. Like Edmonton's uh, not gonna they're not gonna walk over to LA Kings. That's for sure. So I'm taking the Kings. Yeah, Could you I'm imagine saying. if the LA Kings beat Connor McDavid in the first round this year? I mean, and what the narrative will be in the offseason. But yeah, I mean, you, you have Kopitar and Dano as your as your one two. And again, I, I Dano, I watched it firsthand, man. He is not talked, he's not talked about enough as far as what he can do to a team's top six in the playoffs. It's not one of the best underrated enough. defensive centers in the league. Literally. And I still think he has a selkie in his future. Honestly, and to be, yeah, to, I, might, I think he should already should have I think one, he, but that, that's he at the very list. least, he should be nominated for yeah. one before his career is over. Yeah. yeah, so I think that the one-two, and again, to Rune's part, getting getting Corpus all, I think, at the deadline, they're not they're not being talked about enough. There are some people who mention them, but I think because everyone's like, oh, Edmonton and McDavid has 150 points, and all oh, these players have 100 points, I'm like, I don't, I, I think... I think I don't think the Kings is the matchup Edmonton wants. To be honest, I think I do think that maybe they they might want Vegas more, which is crazy to say, because Vegas is now miraculously getting Mark Stone back. Um, oh, that's, so that's nice. That's good to know yeah, that he's yeah, doing yeah. okay for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a shame if the if the league was like, hey, you know, that's not allowed. But you know, I guess it'll be a clash for certain situations. Okay. Um, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but yeah, getting into jealousy me. over LTIR shenanigans. Let's <laughs> let's calm down before this turns into a whole discussion about uh, e bugs and goaltenders and all that. I, I like the Los Angeles Kings as a pick. I get that is very conditional on who they play in the first round. Um, there's also a possibility that they fall out of the uh, third spot that they're currently in right now in the Pacific and Seattle could still jump them for that third spot in the Pacific. And if that's the case, rip, rip them. That sucks. That goal is getting lit up. <laughs> it, does, it does not matter if it's Grubauer or if it, who's the other one. Is, is it Drieger? Martin, Martin, Martin Jones. Martin Jones. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, there, that goalie is getting lit up if it's Seattle. That goalie is getting destroyed, man. No, the, yeah, yeah. For Seattle's sake, they should stay right where they are. Man, uh, yeah, if it's done thirty minutes a game, like, <laughs> man, if it's not Los Angeles, though, just trying to look at this here, like, 
are the Islanders or the Devils that team? Like the Devils, like they shouldn't have been in this position to begin with, but they have a chance to knock off the New York Rangers in that first round. And I thought the Rangers would be a team that could go back to the conference final. I'm not so sure anymore, but like the Devils could easily fit that bill. The fact that they're in this position in the first place, not too many people expected them to make the playoffs as they did. And now, like if they beat the Rangers in that first round, because it looks like that series could be a lot too, that could be really great for their development. Jack Hughes is having himself an amazing year. That's one of those kids who could very well end up being a face, if not the face of the league within a couple of years. Like what's going on with Lindy Ruff? Remember, Lindy Ruff was getting booed at the beginning of the year. And like people wanted him fired. And then fans had to like do a quick 180 within a week. And now they're a playoff team. Like it's really wild to see how the New York, New Jersey Devils have changed. So, you know what? I will say the New Jersey Devils are the team I think will go farther than anyone expected, even if it's just around. Yeah, I agree with you, Julian. I thought the Devils were too good to qualify for this question, frankly. Very fair. Very yeah. fair. But I, I'm splitting that in because I don't think many people had them pegged as being a team being this good. Sam, uh, was were you agreeing with LA, New Jersey? Is there another team you were thinking of? I think LA is a good pick. Um, I'm going to... Please don't. I'm going to say the Please Leafs. don't. Don't. Oh, okay. So there's a question. There's a question that specifically that addresses immediate... beliefs. I know that's fair, but I still think that answer fits this category. It does. And that's totally fine if you want to use them, but, but just as a tease for, just as a, a preview for everyone else listening, there is a question here that specifically addresses the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you want to go in on why you think the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, will go farther than everyone expects them to? Uh, gut feeling <laughs> like That's genuinely, fine. you asked the question and that was the first answer that popped into my head. Um, I think, I don't know. I just, there's gotta be an end point, right? Like this can only happen so many times. I say that as a Canucks fan, so I don't know why I'm saying there's an end point, but I just like, if there was a year that they were going to get out of the first round, I think this is it. I agree. Omar is completely unmoved. I'm no, I'm I, I believe it. I think this is like they're they're also like a different team than previous iterations, right? Yeah. Like, I think that goes on those too. Like there was no Jake McCabe or Magus Jordan joined the team last year, but like Ronald Riley wasn't there and Olachari wasn't there. Like they've made moves enough, like the core guys are still there, but they are a materially different team than they were two years ago. So I think it holds up. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, well, Omar, let's get to another question before we get back to the Toronto question. Uh, The team that would be eliminated sooner than everyone expects them to Uh, who, I mean, you could also make an argument. Toronto could fit that bill too, but I don't think they will be the pick for that one. Um, Trying to think of a team who will be the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers could be that team. By by, if the Devils are going to be that team, it could be the Rangers. I think the Devils are going to play the Rangers and beat them. But like, I mean, I'm saying it with such force, it's not like they're going to like run all over them. I just think the Devils have a better roster. I think they have like less holes. You know, the Rangers definitely have a superior like goaltending advantage, and that's often what the playoffs are about. But I just like the way the Devils are built. Like the whole thing you said earlier about the Devils, Julian, I wholeheartedly agree with. And they got Timo Meyer too. And I mean, whether Luke Hughes plays or not, that seems immaterial to me. I just think the Devils will beat the Rangers. Then who knows? All bets are off if they get through the first round. So therefore, I think the Rangers might be a first round out quicker than people think. I think my answer is going to be Vegas. 
there's something about that Vegas team. I know that they're atop the division and they have good players and they're going to get Mark Stone back. There's just something about the way that they play that doesn't like they're 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 a team that knows what to do in the playoffs, but they don't scream contender to me. And I get that in this case, they would probably end up drawing a Winnipeg. But Winnipeg was a team that at one point was the best team in Canada. And if they like just find a way to put it together and Connor Hellbuck, Connor Hellbuck will enter a series against the Vegas Golden Knights. If we get that matchup, he will enter that series as the best goalie. And I get that the, the, the Golden Knights have Jonathan Quick and all that. But actually, no, Jonathan Quick has not been that great statistically over the last few years. So easily, they have Connor Hellebuck. If Connor Hellebuck stands up on his head, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's that's upset special in this case, in a series against the Vegas Golden Knights. I will say my answer is the team who could get eliminated sooner than everyone expects. I will say it will be the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Omar, do you have a pick? See, you mentioned goalies standing on their head. I mean, it could be anybody in all fairness. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think, I wonder if Minnesota knocks Dallas out. And thinking about that, I was like, I was like, okay. I was was looking at Dallas' team. I was like, okay, yeah. All right. All right. And I was looking at Minnesota's team and I was like, okay, yeah. But I, I, there's both teams are desperate for, for different reasons, right? You have Dallas who has, you know, a lot of aging and a lot of aging players, even though they do have their young up, up and coming stars, Jason Robertson is already a star right now, but Minnesota is desperate for a, dis, uh, for a different reason because they have, they have some black holes in their cap. Now I know players aren't going to care about that, but I wonder if those are conversations that like management kind of has in like, that idea and that desperation kind of floats around. Now, if not for that, you have Marc-Andre Fleury, who I've been on record said ruined the Winnipeg Jets. And if 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 you're if the only, only thing you're doing is asking for Marc-Andre Fleury to play one solid season, one solid series, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out of nowhere or comes out of nowhere for the first round. Maybe, maybe it gets to a point where Dallas thinks it'll be easy, but it actually goes the distance and then it one one overtime here, one overtime there, a random bounce, and then Minnesota advances and Dallas doesn't. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Dallas is my team that maybe uh, gets out earlier this year. Interesting, uh, Sam. Did we get yours? I'm gonna go big or go home. I'm gonna say the Boston Bruins. Oh, let's go! Wow, oh, let's go! I, I love this. This really is saucy. Is. This as is good. As, as this big is as good. Wow. You got it. You got to tell us why Boston. Uh, because I don't care if I'm wrong and I'm going to put that out into the universe and manifest it. But if you're going to talk about a team who can get goalied, whether it's Bobrovsky or Sorokin, mm. that's, those are two of the best candidates to goalie another team. And, you know, like all Mark and Sigmund have been fantastic, but playoffs true yeah that's true also i i should point out here i kind of just put winnipeg in here and i get that we're recording at a time where we don't know if the jets uh have put themselves in a situation uh to get that final playoff spot that could put them in a series against loss against vegas could you imagine if the natural predators were that team that had to play against the vegas golden knights and the vegas golden knights got goalied by uc soros a guy who i think look no disrespect to to linus allmark great stats great team doing everything he can to, to win that Vesna trophy. 
if I had a vote, I'd give it to UC Soros. If then even yep. even if the National mm-hmm. Predators don't make the playoffs, the fact yep. that they put themselves in the position to begin with, UC Soros woke up and dragged that team to that position. UC Soros for the second season in a row. Second for the second year in a row. UC yeah. Soros should be getting Vezina consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Nashville yeah. flat out said they were sellers this season. And Soros they sold pieces. <laughs> they sold, and They're Soros sold. was like, "I don't care." Their we best player get, yeah. is a guy named Tommy Novak. Do any of y'all know who Tommy Novak is? I learned about him like two weeks ago, which is... <laughs> I learned about him yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Monday. I learned now. about Tommy Novak yesterday. Yeah. Tommy Novak is the reason why the Calgary Flames are not going to the playoffs this year, because he scored in the shootout. I don't know who that is, but he's having himself he a really good though? year in Nashville. Is he? Okay. He scored and he comes back and he goes back full circle. Full circle. <laughs> okay. Now we speaking of circle and time being a flat circle, bad analogy. Will Toronto win a round this year? Yes or no? Yes. Can I pass on this one? Yes. I'll take, I'll, I'll no, take. you can't pass on this one, Omar. You better not pass on this one. Omar, I'll, I'll take a bullet for both of those if you want me to, man. Don't worry. Um, no, look, this team, this is no obviously shade towards the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the class of the Eastern Conference until proven otherwise. I just think that the Leafs forwards are like marginally better. Their defense is marginally better. Andre Vasilevsky is the difference for Tampa Bay. You know, it just, he has been such an unbelievable presence that even like this is being like a down year for him. And he's like the seventh best goaltender in NHL is just crazy to me. But I do think that the Leafs have figured out some of the bottom six issues they had before. Their defense has been as good as it's been in the Austin Matthews, Mitch Martin era. Um, and I think also, too, this idea of, like, you know, the ghosts of yesteryear lingering around the team. I think you don't get that sense, like, being around the team. Like, even when they, like, I think two years ago, I wasn't around the team with access two years ago. But having access to the team this year, it's like, they don't they don't really get bothered about, like, losses, which I think is a good quality. You know, they sort of shake it off and have an on to the next one mentality. You see other teams really get down when they lose. But, you know, I've seen the Leafs, like, you know, they got their ass kicked by the Bruins in January. And they were kind of like, okay. We have some things to figure out that sucks. And then they keep it moving. And and I think that's a good quality to have. I think, you know, they added the requisite veterans and toughness that they think they needed. They're still playing a really highly skilled game. It's Tampa. I mean, look, Tampa can beat any team in the league on any given day. Nikita Kucherov is having like one of the quietest, like hard trophy down ballot seasons I've the ever seen. Quietest 100 point yeah. plus season I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Braden Point might hit 50 goals, you know, if he plays tonight. So it's just like, yeah, they still have star power, but fatigue does matter. Like this, the closest parable I can think of this Tampa team is the 1983 Islanders that just like ran out of gas. And like that adds up. They Tampa's not going to be shook by anyone, but this Leafs team, they've sort of, they've matured quite a bit. You know, they, they immediately have not had deep, long playoff runs that have taken a toll on their bodies. And I think that will matter a little bit. So I have the least beaten the lightning and I'm happy to look like a fool if it doesn't work out that way. Man, uh, since Omar's not ready yet, I will just say that uh, I will say the Leafs will not win around only because you mentioned all those reasons with Tampa Bay until proven. Otherwise, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt that the lightning will figure their ish out. It just for whatever reason over these last few weeks, whether it's just the players and John Cooper, something seems to be going on over there. I feel as if they could still figure it out. 
in, in a playoff series, it, even if it gets against the Leafs or whoever. Like, there's just something about this team that has endured as much as they've they've endured over the last few years to play through all these playoff runs. They know a thing or two, and it is possible that they could get fatigued from all of that too. That's a lot of hockey to play over the last two, three, four years. Uh, but there's something about how this team fan, finds a way to get up and and fight for these games when it really matters. I thought there would have been fatigue last year. It was yeah. not the case, maybe at the end, but like they still found a way to almost bring it to the absolute brink anyway. So I, I, I would be, I will be happy to be proven wrong in this situation though. Cause I really think for the Leafs, like this can't go on forever. They keep, they can't have these teams build them up the right, at least as good of a way as they can get all these other pieces that should fill out in terms of depth and not have some measure of success. Not to mention, you know, the Lightning, if they win this series, okay, another year they win the first round. Their legacy is already secured as one of the best teams of the salary cap era. The Leafs need this. Even way the more. One of the best teams ever, regardless of era. Yeah, yeah the Leafs, the Leafs yeah. should be the most desperate team in that series because yeah. if they don't win that first round series, there's the potential for so much to change going forward and a lot of people's futures on the line. Uh so if if I'm wrong. I have no problem being like, hey, guys, I'm wrong. The Leafs jokes are over. But, like, the Leafs, they better get their ish together. And until then, I don't think they're winning around. Yeah, more than fair. It's a Tampa Bay Lightning. They have not earned the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> like, I think that's more than fair. Yeah, it's more than fair, given the California. Okay. Omar, you got to give us something, buddy. That, that, Julian, right there, what you said at the end, is what scares me, is because for Tampa – if they win, cool. We extended our cool era. But the Leafs have they to have win. To. They have and to win. That is what scares me because they have to win. Not that it'd be cool. They have to win. And for ever since Montreal, the 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 focus has been on killer instinct. And that's why when everyone was saying like, oh, the Leafs, they, 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 they went too hard and they destroyed Montreal 7-1. No, I want that to happen. I didn't give a single damn. I, I, I was hoping they'd score 10 because they need to find that I don't give an F, we're going to win this game. And, and, and there hasn't been a moment in this Matthews era where I've seen either like a player, a line, whatever, just decide we are not losing this freaking game. Last year, I saw some signs of it. Again, game one, gaslit me. I was in shock. Saw David Camp score a breakaway goal on Vasilevsky with the frig going on. Jake Muzzin from the point. The heck's going on. Matthew scores. Then he scores again. The heck's going on. Freaking Kyle Clifford took his stick and bonked Corey Perry in the head. I'm like, hey, right? What's Kyle that, Clifford doing? So, I don't know. I think he's been honest. But <laughs> but like but like as the season went on there or as the series went on there were good moments definitely but I didn't see that moment of we're not losing this game. And and that's why for many Leafs fans if the Leafs are up 3-2 in this series and they have a chance and they have a chance to win game 6 and they don't if you t- if you test the temperature on Leafs Twitter it'll be sub zero negative. Because we know. So yes, po- you know the poetic narrative would be cool. It'd be awesome if they if they went back home and they finished in the seven. I don't want that. If they win the series, I want it to be in six. 
straight up. You don't want now, a game seven on home ice? No. Uh, no, I do not. Because Gee, I wonder cool, why you wouldn't want game seven on home ice. Oh, you know, because it's worked so well the last, I don't know, however many years. Because we've won I so mean, in many all fairness, I mean, in all fairness, game seven on the road didn't work all that much either. Fair. But, but no disrespect. Yeah, it's just no, like it's, like it's pick true. your poison. Just just yeah. win game seven. It's win. it's, it's, it's true, and it, it's it's Vasilevsky, man. Vasilevsky. In those elimination games, he just freaking transforms into a brick wall, and just says, "I'm not. I'm. You're not scoring on me. I'll give you one. You're not getting two. And and I, I don't want to do. The, I don't want to play play the officiating game and be like, oh well, if it's this official or if it's that official or if, if this happens, if this happens. They they just need to do it. You don't have to play those games, but Omar, you have to tell us if Toronto will win around this year or not. You have to say yes or no. Sam has already said yes. Aruna said yes. I said no. Make the yes. decision. Yes. Okay. So three okay. of us believe, uh, and we'll get Avery's take at some point. Uh, Jared, three of us uh, believe. Feel, feel, feel free to clip this of the moment with the flash freeze that it was at this moment when he do it do it grayscale and everything because it's the most I'm so scared of saying yes because I don't that feeling of believing and then like having it like go completely opposite sucks but yeah I'm gonna say they do it this year hopefully yes it's no the hope no, that I'll kills play. you yeah it's the hope that kills you yeah. uh let's get to Eastern Conference champion who will come out of the Eastern Conference and represent the conference in the Stanley Cup final I think uh, off of everything I mentioned with Tampa, I thought about them this year. I think Carolina does it. I thought Tampa, but I think Carolina is due. No one's talking about them as a really good team in that Eastern Conference. Everyone's looking at Tampa, Toronto, Boston, and Carolina's just there, just chilling, minding their own business, knowing they also have what it takes. Uh, to go far into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Maybe this is the year they end up being the final cheese that stands alone. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I will say Carolina will be the team that comes out of the Eastern Conference this year. Uh, Arun, who do you pick? You know, I hadn't. I mean, I know you give me ample time to prepare, and I hadn't really actually decided on an Eastern Conference winner until, I guess, now. But I'm not going to overthink it. I think I have to, and I take no joy in saying this, but I think it has to be the Bruins. I mean, they've given me no reason to think otherwise. You know, Linus Hallmark has been awesome. And if he feels, you know, Swayman is probably the league's best backup, you know, they have enough firepower. They Their defense is extremely mobile. It's tough. Like, I mean, I could have said New Jersey. I just, they're super fun. And, like, man, that would be, like, one hell of a team to watch throughout the playoffs. Jack Hughes has been the best player in the league. But I just don't trust their goaltending holdup. All the, we've talked about the Leafs to death already, so... The concerns with Leafs are still what they are. Um, you know, we've talked about Tampa being fatigued. So I think it's just by process of elimination and the fact that the Bruins are having the best regular season ever. Damn, we're the 77 halves, take your pick. Like, this is a historic team, an historic run. I don't want to overthink it. So, um, yeah, I think it has to be the Bruins. Uh, Omar than Sam. Yeah, I think I, I like Carolina as well, but same thing. But they're, they're goaltending. And again, also That's from fair. experience. Freddie Anderson isn't the most reliable goalie in the playoffs. Very fair. Um, Very fair. But the yeah, Carolina's due. They're 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 due to to do something special. So I'm going with them. 
Okay, Sam, who comes out the East? Please don't. You can tell she's thinking about it. Because you already said the Bruins aren't going to do it. I know. That was my problem is now I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Oh, boy, maybe, maybe, maybe Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on record, by the way, in saying the Bruins are not going to make the final. This yeah, year. I don't not think even. I don't think they will. And I said that and I said that on another podcast. Like I, I, I just think just like, if they do it, like that's one of the most impressive things to see. Like it's very hard to do what the Bruins are doing. Like not many, for whatever reason, teams will even just win the president's trophy and don't have seasons nearly as impressive as them find ways to lose in the first round. So it's like, if the Bruins do this, like if they go to the final, like that's an achievement in itself. But uh, yeah, you got to pick an Eastern team. I think you're right. I think the, I think it's the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh boy! Now we have three people who picked the Carolina Hurricanes, so of Brand course it's going to be Boston Bruins. How the lone Bruins voice on this panel? Oh God! <laughs> you the Bruins voice on this podcast. That's you now. Uh, watch it be like Tampa or Toronto. Also make it too. One of those two teams make it. Could you imagine if Toronto wins the Eastern Conference? <laughs> Oh my god, don't don't ask more. The Bruins could be 82 and 0. They could be the best team in history, and I will simply never pick them. Same. I understand that. I completely. refuse. Someone who rooted okay. against the Patriots team in the Super Bowl. I, I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> okay, so we have the Western Conference team. And you know what? I'm gonna try something. Let's all say the team we're thinking at the same time because I I have a pretty good feeling we're all gonna say the same team. One. Two, three, Colorado. Kings. Oh, we have a different name. I heard so Kings. I, I, I said the Kings. Oh, like like Sam it. and I said Colorado. Colorado. What did you say? Yeah, so, 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 yeah. so, so, Omar is the only person who doesn't think the Colorado Avalanche are getting out of the West. I'm glad I did this. There's something about the Kings this year remind me of the 2012 Kings, man. There's there's something there's something about them there's something about them and it, it'll be interesting to see I I think that'd be the I think that's gonna be the only series other than the, the obviously other than the Leafs that I'm really gonna pay attention to because there's there's just something about them and I don't know maybe it's because I want to see Quinton Byfield like play like play uh play in the playoffs as long, long as possible but like again yeah. I love that one too man I love that I love that one too Kofor turned to no. And I think they have it. In, I think they have it in them to shut down a lot of teams. So I'm going. I'm going LA to come out of the West. Uh, will either of the uh, teams coming out of each conference touch their respective conference trophy? No chance. No. Didn't Colorado touch theirs last year? Is there any? Is there an account? I feel there, there should be an account sure. that like tracks this. I think it'd be interesting. Did. Like oh, I, I remember, did didn't Joe? Yeah, didn't Joe Saki tell? They them did. The Joe Saki told them to yeah, touch told it. Them to touch it. Yeah, he's like, touch oh, yeah, they, he's, and they he's, won. Like he's not superstitious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Colorado's gonna do it again. I think. If it, <laughs> I think. I think you get superstitious at that point. It's like, oh, we touched it last year. We're gonna touch it again. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I can't believe all... they played an entire season without their full roster. Nope. Just, it's and just... they'll probably play the full first round without Lamis Clock at least, if not all the whole the whole of the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know when great like projecting Colorado without Landeskog, and yet they've been fine. So the fact that this team could be even better is like, yeah, frightening proposition. Uh, do we have Stanley Cup picks? Uh, I think Colorado is repeating this year. Uh, Sam, do you think the same? It's a it's so yes. weird. 
they're either they're either going out in the first round or they're going to win. That's how I feel about it. Damn. You imagine that's how their season's gone. They were terrible to start, right? Like they haven't actually looked that good. Just kind of, but if anyone was going to pull it together in the playoffs, that is who I would pick. Uh, Omar, who is the Stanley? You're probably going to pick the Kings to win. Kings. Yeah. I, I like this. I like you going all in on the LA Kings this year. I like this. This is a cool, this is cool. Yeah, uh, my worst nightmare happens again. Yeah, I'm I'm becoming a Kings fan account on top of my my sad memes. Oh, that I'm all in for. Arun, who are you picking to win the Stanley Cup? Well, Julian, you should round up Larry Robinson and Steve Shutt and all your boys from the 77 Habs because the Avalanche will deny the Bruins bid to become the greatest team of all time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was also like, where the hell are you going with this? Treat this like I've been Ken, yeah, I've been reading Ken Dryden's The Game for Research Purposes, and it's a hell of a read and gave me a lot of newfound respect for that, those half teams. But yeah, Avalanche will be the Bruins in the final. Okay. All right. All right. I like this. I like I I like how we went about this playoff preview. But again, we could always go series by series at another point. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, of course, down the line when we get into May, there's this draft lottery and uh, the Tankathon episode, which I can't think of another episode in, in the history of our show that is more anticipated, uh, minus any Leafs-related content of them being eliminated in the first round. Some people anticipated, <laughs> One, two, at least. Three, four, um, five, six, seven. Vancouver is on? in the bot. Yeah, Vancouver's in the bottom ten. Let's go, let's go. Awesome. Tank That's awareness. Sick. The tank awareness has returned. You know, maybe we'll, maybe we can you know drop a, drop those final two games. Yeah, it's a little too late. The, I think the highest highest chance they have is six percent. That's fair. Also Played themselves right out of it. Montreal is a little too low for me. Ooh, they're bottom five. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I want Montreal or Vancouver to get Bedard. It'd be the best for the league. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, you Montreal? want the Canadians to get Connor Bedard? It'd be generally good for the league and kick like him off the show. Kick him off. Kick him off. And the Habs are too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> kick him off. I don't. No, no. I don't feel I don't, like the Habs should have a cup Bedard. run and I, Bedard. I don't. The Habs are too impotent right now to even be a threat, even with Bedard. I don't want Bedard, Bedard in the. You get a cup run and then back to back first overall picks. No, like that's. that's I don't really want Bedard in the East. No. Bring him to you'll the West. Him on, you'll never see him on television if he plays for Columbus or San Jose. Or... Good. Yeah. I mean, did not yeah. fill in the Leafs net. Man, you know, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. You know that first game. That, but watch. If, if the Habs win the, win the lottery, first game of the season is Le- Leafs-Habs at yeah. home in Montreal. He's going to score the first goal. And then again, then the Leafs are going to tie it. And then we lose 3-2 in overtime from Bedard's hat trick. Book <laughs> it. But literally, oh that, that's what God. happened. And oh. I don't want that. Okay. Here's what I don't eyes. get. Like you, you don't want him in the East. I guess off of frequency of like meetings and all that. But like, yes, he gets taken by like the Ducks or something. You're still okay. going to be afraid of him every time you play him. But only twice. I mean, two versus four or five. Yeah. Okay. Let's just hope he goes to Vancouver for everyone's sake. There we go. I don't think he's going to Vancouver. Uh, yeah. For, for some reason, like I think he's, for some reason I think he's going to go to Columbus. I think he's going to Anaheim. Mm. I think Anaheim's that team. And I would actually love it if he went to Anaheim with all the young talent they've accumulated there. 
Uh, that's also another question we could have just thrown out for everybody. Where do we think Connor Bedard is going? But we could throw that in uh, ahead of uh, the draft lottery in May. Uh, but in the meantime, people, another great edition of Zone Time. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Omar. Thank you, Arun. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. The playoffs begin. And uh, let's see what carnage will ensue. Will the Toronto Maple Leafs win a round? Will the New Jersey Devils win a round? Are the Boston Bruins doomed to be upset? Or will they make do on uh, Arun's proclamation and make it to the Stanley Cup final? You just have to watch the games to figure it out. Omar, are we getting in the mentions for the playoffs? Yes, we are. Um, And yeah, we're going to be doing uh, episodes after every game. Uh, So that would be great. So see me react and, and... Hopefully be happy or not. Can, can we crash game seven if there's an episode for that? No, well, uh, they're not going to be live this year. Uh, but you'd be oh, gonna watch okay. them. you can watch them at, at, afterwards. But the, the Twitter will be live, that's for sure. And okay. any, I usually I usually tend to – I tend not to swear on, uh, on, the, on the account during the season, but things change for the playoffs. Who knows? Ooh. Yeah. Usually it's just okay. like a sad F with an ellipsis. After. <laughs> uh, be like sure to cool. follow Tic Tac Tomar on Twitter if you haven't already. Of course, follow everyone else too. Uh, Arun Srinivasan's Twitter handle as well. I think it is Arun. It's your name, Arun, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Arun Things. Yeah. Yeah. Arun Things. Yeah. I need to change it to something else, man. That's a stupid handle. If you guys have suggestions for a bit, Arun Things is a good name. It's a good name. Oh, my God. It's a bad handle. But anyway. It's not a bad handle at all. It's a good handle, and you should be proud of what you have. (laughs) Okay, Jules. Uh, Samantha CP underscore Sam's Twitter, and I'm at JKA McKenzie. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Zone Time. Subscribe to the podcast uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, and on the YouTube channel uh, for Yahoo Sports uh, NHL. Peace, everybody. Enjoy the playoffs. (laughs) 